This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Dan, and this is our Wednesday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, and today Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, and I are reacting to what we heard from Dee and Jimmy Haslam as they had a Zoom call with local media on Tuesday. So we discussed what they had to say about Baker Mayfield, what they said about Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry, and then what they said about expectations heading into the 2021 season. Uh, A good week of pods coming your way still. We're going to have a mock draft going up Thursday morning. We're going to have a lot of draft stuff coming on this podcast feed for you throughout the week. So make sure you're subscribed to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you'll want to be subscribed to this one. Okay, let's get to it. Our Wednesday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Here we go on our Wednesday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. We are talking about what Dee and Jimmy Haslam had to say today when they met with reporters via Zoom. It's been a little while since we talked to Dee and Jimmy, I think. So, uh, Mary Kay, let's just start here. This is always the topic when we talk to somebody like Andrew Barry, when we talk to the owners. Baker Mayfield, what did you pick up on today regarding Baker Mayfield and maybe where Dee and Jimmy stand on an extension? I I think the organization, uh, I think they're all very optimistic about where this is going, where this is headed. I think they really do believe that he is their quarterback of the future, not just, you know, for the next one or two years. I think they see him being here for a good long time. Uh, And I think they echo that sentiment today. It's the same thing we've been hearing from Kevin Stefanski. It's the same thing that we've been hearing from Andrew Barry. And I think that even though Andrew Barry has been saying, hasn't been giving any clues about when he wants to do the extension. I think he's been trying to steer everyone towards the notion that at some point they want to get Baker wrapped up long-term. And I think that basically what Jimmy said today reflected that it seemed like it was a matter of when will we get the extension done? Not if. Yeah. I thought that the way they kind of addressed Baker, it showed that they're kind of aligned in a way with, you know, with Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski, it's, yeah, they, they were in favor of the fifth year option and, you know, now we're moved forward and maybe in years past, there would have been more emphatic declarations about Baker's role on the, on the team and, and all that moving forward. But it felt like they, they kind of said what they had to, to say. And I think they've learned maybe not to, not to get too excited <laughs> about things before they happen because, you know, everybody's been burned before with that. So uh, I think, you know, they said all the right things and they seemed happy that, that they're where they are with Baker. And that seemed definitely seem happy with the fact that they're talking about things like this and not what quarterback are you going to draft? Yeah. The tone was real different today than anything we've, we've heard from them. And obviously with good reason, 
it feels like with Baker, they just, they were really deferential, right? To, to Andrew. And I think, you know, when they started in this process of bringing these two guys in, starting with Kevin and, and then Andrew, it was, there was still a little bravado there, right? Like we're building this around Baker Mayfield. We still believe Baker's a guy and they didn't back off of that today. I mean, it, you guys have both said it. it still sounds like they believe in Baker and with good reason, but it wasn't, I mean, they could have very easily said, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to take care of Baker at some point. We're, we're going to get that extension done, but they just sort of, you know, they said they were happy with that fifth year option and they're going to let Andrew handle the rest. They're going to let Andrew handle the timing of all that. Yeah. And I, I don't think that we should read way too much into the fact that he said, we'll let Andrew decides what decide when that happens I mean, I think, you know, I don't think that means, oh, yes, we are definitively 100% going to get this done and nobody has anything to worry about. I don't, I, I think that's taking it a little bit too far, but I think everyone expects that that is what is going to happen, that he's going to go out next year, that he's going to play well for the whole entire season. And continuity is, is, the, is the buzzword. Continuity, everyone's excited about the fact that He's got his uh, guys coming back again next year. His coaching staff, all of his players are coming back. And for those reasons, I think everybody has good reason to believe that he should have a, a solid full season, which he hasn't had yet. He has not had that yet. Again, Andrew Barry could decide to do this this offseason. I keep thinking that he's going to wait uh, and let Baker put together that full season. Who knows what, you know, how that's going to go down. Uh, but, you know, I, I think they're all speaking the same language. So that takes us to our second point, And that is the alignment in the organization. And I think this is sort of, the, it, I mean, it's funny, the Baker extension thing was such a big topic during the season. It almost feels like it's, it's almost died down here at this point. But the, the really big thing was talking about Kevin Stefanski and talking about Andrew Barry. And again, no surprise here. But to hear them talk about it, it really did feel, I mean, Jimmy joked that he sleeps better at night now because of those, those two guys. And it really, it really felt like that watching those two sit in that room and answer questions. I mentioned the tone. It was so different. It just seems like they feel really good kind of staying off to the side and letting Paul D. Podesta and Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski steer this thing. Well, finally, right? I mean, they finally did that after all these years. Ever since they took over, they tried to put together the right front office and the right coaching staff, and they could never get it right. They hired Paul D. Podesta to be their chief strategy officer, and they still didn't really let him be that. They didn't let him do that job. Uh, Finally, it seems they were willing to let him run the show and create that alignment. I mean, every time they tried to put people together, I kept saying, this isn't going to work. No, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. I mean, you can't put, you really can't even put Paul D. Podesta and John Dorsey in the same front office because John's going to bring his team. And then you've got Paul's team and they're, they're not going to work together. And they didn't, you know, that's all changed now. Everyone from top to bottom is speaking the same language singing out of the same hymnal we're not going to have you know general managers texting suggestions to coaches on the sideline you know all the crazy things that have happened over the years you know it's just those days are over and when you talk to people throughout the league 
they say the same thing. When you talk to agents, when you talk to players, everyone can kind of see that it's really normal here and working very well. The, the moment that really stuck with me from the press conference was when they were asked or when it was pointed out to them, you know, we haven't talked to you since Kevin Stefanski was named coach of the year. And I'm just thinking that the fact that that question was asked of Jimmy and D Haslam shows like how far this franchise has come. Like it's been a long, hard road to get here. The fact that they're addressing their head coach and how he won coach of the year. And, you know, they, they do seem really thrilled that so many of the things that they've had to repeatedly talk about are kind of in place now. And, you know, whether it's quarterback or, or coach and, and, and now you add in Andrew Barry and, you know, they just, multiple times they just mentioned how smart and organized and just aligned to, to throw that word back in there that, that they are. And it's just, it was really a different, it's, it's a different era of Browns football that we're kind of in the early stages of here and they're, they're clearly enjoying it. Yeah. The line that stood out to me was when, when D said uh, of Kevin, when he was talking about, how, she was talking about how unflappable he was and, and all of that. And she said, I think his characteristics are just perfect for Cleveland as a head coach. And I couldn't help but think like she's probably thinking back. I mean, we can go all the way back to Mike Pettin speaking of singing from the same hymnal, Mary Kay. That's, that's where that phrase kind of came from, from the Pettin farmer years. We can go all the way back to Mike Pettin, Hugh Jackson, Greg Williams, Freddie Kitchens. They all had a certain amount of bravado. And I think the Browns organization really bought into that a lot. And, you know, I mean, I'll just never forget Freddie Kitchens standing in the field house one training camp day. And, you know, he kind of he was asked about some remarks Bob Wiley made and he sort of pushed him off to the side and handled it really well. But then he couldn't help himself. And he went on this huge tirade about Bob Wiley and all these other coaches. You can probably point to a, a time when they just couldn't help themselves. And Kevin Stefanski is like. He's a brick wall when we talk to him. And some of that might be because we're doing it on Zoom. It's a little bit easier, but he just never, never wavers. And it just seems like the Haslam sort of appreciate that and understand based on everything they've gone through with all the people they've hired, all the bravado GMs too that they've brought in, that having this very unflappable, even keel tandem that is just, again, like a brick wall when we talk to them and they don't ever waver really has helped stabilize things. Well, I think it shows that Paul DePodesta and Andrew Barry are, are really good judges of character when it comes to hiring. And I think that is something that Jimmy and Dee really struggled with. Uh, sometimes I think maybe they made emotional decisions. Uh, sometimes I think they made decisions for one reason or another that weren't just based on the leadership qualities that you need, you need to see in your head coach. And I think that Paul... And, and Andrew Barry really focused on those things. Are you a leader of men? Are you unflappable? Are you, are you incredibly smart? Are you organized? Can you hire a staff? Uh, there are so many things that go into being a good head coach, more so than even the X and o, X's and O's in a lot of cases. That's important too, obviously. Uh, but just managing everything, managing the media, managing the message, dealing, you know, really dealing with all different kinds of strong personalities, which I thought Kevin Stefanski was really good at that too. He really got these guys all, you know, just wanting to run through a wall for him. I mean, to a man, I can, I can honestly say there, there are 
I don't even know if there are any players on this football team that don't completely 100% respect him to the nth degree. And that's unusual to be able to find that. And I think it really speaks to Paul and Andrew knowing even before that he got hired the year before they wanted him over Freddie Kitchens for all of these reasons. And as we saw, we saw how it all turned out and, you know, went in the tank when they didn't have a guy like that. I'm wondering when we're going to get the, the phrase from either Kevin Stefanski or Andrew Barry that comes to define them, you know, because everybody who came before them kind of had that, you know, even Paul T. Podesta had that with the Carson Wentz comment about him not being a top 20 quarterback, which has totally been flipped uh, at this point in time. But, you know, even going back to like Shermer and telling people to go on Twitter to, to get their you know news and it, they all seem to like step in it somehow at some point. And I'm not saying it has to be a bad phrase that comes to define them, but we still haven't gotten that because these guys just, they know how to answer every question that's been thrown at them at this point. And at some point though, I think we're going to get something that we're like, all right, that's, that's how we're going to come to define Kevin Stefanski or, or Andrew Barry and, most likely it's going to be something a little more positive than, than their predecessors. Maybe with Stefanski, it's just more about the work. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Uh, so speaking of Stefanski and managing expectations, we've talked about the Freddie Kitchens year, and that was certainly not the, the playbook on how to manage expectations. And the Haslam's, I think, have owned that pretty well publicly when, when we've spoken to them. So we find out today that Kevin Stefanski, one of the first things he did with his football team here in the offseason program was show them a list of teams that made the playoffs one year and didn't do it the next year. And it was basically half the teams that have done it. You know, we didn't fact check Jimmy on that, but you know, it's somewhere around half the teams that made the playoffs one year, didn't do it the next. So from an expectation standpoint, it seems like, again, so much of this is based on, on them taking a back seat to the other guys, it seems like this organization is in a space where they can manage the expectations that are going to come with this season, because they're going to be big. This is going to be one of the marquee teams in the NFL. Once training camp gets going and once that NFL hype train gets rolling, it seems like this organization now is better equipped to manage that. Well, if anybody can handle and manage expectations, it's Kevin Stefanski. He hit the reset button on all that Super Bowl talk on all of that stuff. Now they're back to, because they're not in the tournament right now, it's not okay to start talking about Super Bowl every darn week. And I think he felt that it was important to hit the reality button and hit the reset button and say, look, you know, we are going to have to work our tails off to get back there. You know, we noticed a change in him right when they did make the playoffs. Then he started saying, hey, anybody could win the Super Bowl, right? I mean, he wouldn't go near that kind of talk until they got into the playoffs. Then suddenly it was like, Hey, yeah, of course, we're not just here. You know, we just don't want to like win our first game. I mean, he started talking Super Bowl because it was okay at that point. Now I think he wants to go back to where they were at the beginning of last year, where it was like, Oh no, we are going to take it one one game at a time. We're going to stay focused. We are not going to talk about it. We are going to work about it. And that's what you're going to see again. And I loved the way uh, that he finished out last season where he said, Hey, you know what? We lost our, we lost our last game in the playoffs. We didn't win it. And we need to sit with this. We need to feel this pain and we need to use it as fuel heading forward. 
And I, I think it's good that he's trying to let these guys know we haven't really done, we haven't accomplished our goals yet. Uh, that's phenomenal because like you guys said, it is going to be sky high expectations. Every time I hear a national guy talk now, the Browns are going to the Super Bowl. The Browns are going to the Super Bowl. And I keep trying to also remind everybody, okay, maybe that's going to happen. But they also played the fourth easiest schedule in the NFL last year. That means something. There are really strong, accomplished winning coaches, Super Bowl winning coaches that have made a correlation between sometimes your record and the strength of, of your schedule. It's a factor and it matters. Okay. So they have to get better. They have, they all have to get better. And I think that is the charge that Kevin has sent them all forth with this year. So what's, what's the likelihood, what are the odds that, that someone's going to get drafted by the Browns uh, this coming weekend and, and mention the Super Bowl? a la Greedy Williams uh, a yeah. couple years ago. I think somebody's going to do it, and, and I wonder if they're going to get reprimanded. <laughs> Look, it, it's easy to, like, tamper and kind of put those kind of expectations in the back seat, you know, in April. I think the real key for Ken Stavansky is how he addresses all that and how he keeps his team in line once training camp starts, because that's when everything's really going to be ramped up. That's when everybody's going to be doing their season previews. That's when, you know, people are making their picks, and that's when all the noise kind of starts. And I think that will be the real test because by then it could be a case where these players have more opportunity to talk to reporters and kind of share their thoughts on expectations and, and all that. So it's, it's, I guess if you're the Haslam's and you hear your coach doing that now, that's great. That's a great way to start off the, the new, you know, the new league year. Um, but I think the real test is going to come later when, when everything's kind of hitting its stride. That's true. I mean, like, you know, Jarvis Landry is supposed to go on that uh, Brandon Marshall, what is I am athlete thing. And I, I think it airs at the end of, I, I don't remember when it airs, but he's supposed to go on that at some point. You're, you're going to have Baker Mayfield's going to do some interviews with people. There, there's going to be things that Kevin Stefanski can't have his hand on. And so he's going to have to make sure that that messaging is where it needs to be. That when guys do some of these independent things or things that maybe aren't controlled by the Browns, that uh, they, they don't go off the rails too much. I'll never forget last year, Mary Kay, I think you and I talked about this on the podcast at one point when the Steelers lost to, I can't remember who it was, but you started to see some Browns players get a little chirpy on Twitter Washington. and talk about the doors open. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget how like suddenly that all halted. And, Ke and you know, Kevin Stefanski likes to say he's not on Twitter and I'm sure he's not, but I'm sure somebody out there is watching it for him. If he's not doing it himself, it really felt like maybe there was something that was said like, Hey guys, let's, let's chill out a little bit. Yeah. He doesn't hesitate to deliver the message when I've done, uh, you know, just sort of feature stories and talking to other coaches or other people about Kevin Stefanski. That's one of the things they always say about him is that he has a very clear and concise message and he articulates that to the players uh, in, a, in a way that they understand exactly what is expected of them. And I would not be surprised whatsoever if after that he was like, let's cool it. That's not how we roll, you know? So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. And, and I, just, I, I just think that that is probably his, his number, number one attribute is his leadership just getting these guys to understand exactly what they need to do. And it is, it's going to be a lot. They're going to be on prime time. 
they're going to be on prime time a lot when that schedule comes out. Yeah, these guys are going to be hyped and it, it's going to be a lot to manage. But if anybody can do it, he can. There we go. A quick uh, Orange and Brown Talk podcast for you. We'll have a full first round mock draft coming your way on Thursday to get you ready for the draft. And then we've got all kinds of plans around the draft for later this week. So we're just gearing up for what is going to be a busy weekend here uh, on the podcast. And of course, in general on cleveland.com. So make sure you're subscribed to the pod. Make sure you're a football insider as well at cleveland.com slash Browns. It's the blue banner at the top of the page. Uh, Scott and Mary Kay, I will talk to you later.